Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Schenk. And Sean's sharing a story this week. And uh, it's one that I think you want to put in your story bank. So over to you, Sean. Yeah, look, I was um, asked to be a guest on a podcast uh, last week. And it was an internal company podcast, a uh, big German engineering company. And the host of that podcast just asked me, oh, yeah, so what's, what stories do you tell of your people in, you know, in anecdote? You know? and, uh, and I immediately thought of this one that I, I've told a number of times to, to people in, in anecdote, and I thought I'd share that one with you and see what you think. Okay. So this one starts back in the 1970s, and at the time, Henry Kissinger was the uh, Secretary of State of the US government. And he had a private secretary uh, called uh, Winston Lord, very posh sounding name. He was no slouch Winston because he ended up becoming the US ambassador to China, uh, really knew his foreign policy. But back in the 70s, uh, he was asked by Kissinger to put together a, a foreign policy report. Anyway, Lord worked on it, you know, really pulled it all together, submitted it to Kissinger. And about a day later, Kissinger gives him a call and just sort of says to him on the phone, um, so Winston, uh, is that the best you can do? And Winston thought, oh, well, um, yeah, well, I, I, I'm happy to take another look at it. And so he jumps in and takes another look at it and you know, makes some updates and changes, submits it again. Again, another couple of days later, Kissinger, you know, on the phone to him and just sort of says, Look, I just want to double check. Is that the best you can do? And Lord's just going, oh, my God, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'll give it another go. Anyway, it does another, another version of it. Um, third time, same thing. He does it nine times. On the ninth uh, draft of this particular report, he submits it to Kissinger. Next day, again, you know, he's asked the question, is that the best you can do? And he's pulling his hair out and says, look, there is not a single word I could change in this report. I've gone over it every which way. It is the absolute best work I've ever done on this particular topic. And because uh, he says, oh, great. Well, I'll give it a read then. then. And I thought, when I heard that story, I just thought, oh, my God. Imagine having him as a, as a boss. But at the same time, you might actually do some pretty good work out of it. Anyway, that's my story. That's my story. Okay, cool. Cool. That was, I had to stop myself from laughing. Um, <laughs> so one of, the th one of the questions we ask is, yeah. is what do we like about that story? And so it's your story, so I'm going to start. Yep. Uh, one of the things I loved about it was the emotion. You could feel Lord's frustration. Right. His, you know, his, the tension, the anxiety, the, oh, oh, yeah, I'll give it another go. So yeah. that came out really strongly and it was, it was very enjoyable because, well, I can certainly relate to it. Um, I didn't work for Kissinger, but I've worked for, yeah. Other, other, other bosses of hard, that ilk? Hard taskmasters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think there's a few things that I like about it. Uh, so the frustration one is definitely one. But I think stories love repetition. 
right? And I could probably put even a little bit more repetition into it, but I thought, I don't know, you just sort of have that sense of how far you can go with that. Um, because, of course, he did it nine times, not like you'd ever do nine actual repetitions of the submission uh, little element of it. But well, stories do love threes, right? So you could, uh, you know, probably tell three versions, you know, three episodes of that. And uh, so that's, that's certainly there. I think the other thing too is, you know, it's, a, it's almost like a simple miscommunication kind of scenario, right? Kissinger's saying, you know, well, is, the best, is that the best you can do? You know, or is that, or is that the best you can do, right? Yeah, that, that you know, the tone of voice actually makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yep. Although I imagine you could say it quite flat and that leaves it open to the interpretation. Well, that's, I'm sure that's what Kissinger's, you know, um, trying to do there, right? He's, he wants the guy to put in the extra effort and get to the point where he's, he's hit, the, hit the wall in terms of just how far he can go with this thing. Yep. Um, one of the things I should have done, I didn't put enough pause in the end part of that story. Did you notice that? Yeah, in fact, one of the, the comments I've made is that you didn't nail the landing of that. No, I know. I, I rushed it. I rushed it. I yeah. should have said, you know, then, you know, he calls, calls the next day and says, well, okay, then I'll give it a read, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I think that, that, that and that's the bit, that, that one there. It, it, the, the comedy thing, normal, normal twist. And so... He reads it and asks the question. Sorry, he gets it and asks the question. He gets it again yeah. and asks the question. He gets it the ninth time and asks the question. Normal, normal, normal. And, and the twist is, I might actually read it this time. Yeah. Yes. So that was right. And I rushed it. And as soon as, I, you know, as, soon as it happened, I went, ah, shit. You know? <laughs> <So> anyway. <laughs> but if we assume you know the landing, the surprise is fantastic. Yeah. And of course, but, um, some of the reasons why you should get feedback on your stories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I've told it before, and I haven't rushed the landing, so it's uh, it was just uh, maybe performance anxiety there with you know all our millions of subscribers listening in on this particular podcast, right? And of course, you know the the, the, the studio audience and the all yeah, the lights, right. and, yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so. It's also very relatable because it's a power story. Right. Yes. The power differential between Kissinger and, and uh, Lord, we've all experienced it. And one of the topics that humans are really interested in is stories about power. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons that works. Yeah, true. And, you know, there's only two characters in it. It's not a complex story. It's, mm. it's about one specific thing, you know. The, it's, it's one specific thing repeated three times. That's all that story is. Yeah. Uh, and I love the simplicity of the story. Yeah, exactly. So, the simplicity makes it so easy to use, so easy to retell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you reckon? What can we do to make this an even better story, do you think? We already talked about the ending. Um, yeah. Maybe a lot of people don't know Kissinger. Yeah. Uh, to, to you and I, you know, Kissinger is a well-known historical figure, uh, a giant of a man in the 70s on the global scene. Yeah, yeah. Many people might not know him and therefore it reduces the impact when they don't know who Kissinger is. Although saying that he was Secretary of State for the US... Yeah, 
in the seventies, it sort of starts to, and you might, you know, and you could put a little bit more of character detail about Kissinger at the beginning, just uh, a bit like what Gladwell does when he starts off a story, he'll sort of go, so Henry Kissinger, US, you know, secretary of state, um, you know, he was a short, chunky, fellow who, who whacked a wallet, you know, a wallop in terms of power in the, in, you know, the corridors of government in the US or something like that, just to give a bit of a sense of, the, you know, the size and shape of this guy and his, his impact. Yeah. I mean, I did a little bit of a thumbnail of Winston Lord just by throwing in that he does eventually become the US ambassador to China. So you know that he's not a dummy. I think that's actually important. That's important for the story. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. Knowing that he is no slouch is that's an important part of that story. So yeah. that's a detail that you, you that, that's important to add in there. Yeah. No, it was in there. Yeah. So do we want to talk about the little thing that we that we learned about your first telling when when you talk about the importance of uh, the key details? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. So relay that. Well, um, when Sean first uh, shared that story as we, were, as we were preparing the podcast episode, he didn't make it clear that there was a gap between um, uh, Kissinger receiving the message, receiving the draft and him asking the question. So it was uh, Lord gives him the draft and, and uh, uh, Kissinger says, is that the best you can do? And of course, that, takes a, that only leaves you with one interpretation of the of what he means by the question is that the best you can do whereas when you told at that time there was a day's gap and so yes. you're kind of assuming that he might have read it yes then, that's right yeah there was an assumption that the guy was having a good old read of the report and mm. wasn't 100 percent happy with what he was reading so, and that also makes the landing possible you know like it, it makes the ending possible which is well i might read it this time yeah yeah that's true you know, I was just thinking too uh, that Kissinger was regarded as an intellectual giant. You know, he did a, a massive PhD thesis on foreign policy. Um, he had written numerous books, you know, on the topic. You know, so you could even add a little bit of that flavour in there as well because you, that way you knew you were up against, you know, a boss who, was, who really knew his stuff, right? So you really had to do the best you could do. Um, uh, I was just thinking about that as, you're, as we were talking about it. Um, cool. Okay. So that's uh, what about business points? Let's have a bit of a chat about business points. Like, um, I mean, I tell this story really as an illustration for people to, you know, give things a really good shot. Don't just give something back to me um, because it's a slip, you know, slapdash. Uh, response, give us some good thinking, you know, work it out, give me a good version back. Um, now, I don't actually, I, don't, I just tell them the story. I don't ask them the questions, right? but I tell them the story. So they get that this sort of thing is important to me, right? Um, but what other, what other ways in which you could use this story, do you think? Well, one of them is that a simple question can have, can help you get much better results. Ah, yeah. So you know, Kissinger asks a simple question, is that the best you can do? And oh, oh, it, it improved, we assume, the quality of the draft significantly. 
Um, so simple questions can have a big impact. And uh, one of the things that uh, well, we've seen, we've actually used uh, uh, simple questions to have a big effect. Things like when you start a meeting, uh, if your values are important, when you start a meeting, just make it clear to people that you're going to just nominate somebody to tell an example of how they've either uh, seen somebody demonstrate one of the values or where they've helped reinforce one of the values during the week. Mm -hmm. And so a simple question is, so Sean, give me an example of how you've brought one of our values to life this week. Yeah. Yeah. At the start of a meeting. You yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, and if they can't, you, you do put a question mark next to the, whether that value actually exists or not <laughs> in reality. Right. Well, if the value is a the value, then there's going to be your, one of the things is if, if, for example, if integrity is one of your values, then your organization should be teeming with stories about integrity. Exactly. exactly. And if you can't find one, well, <laughs> maybe it's not a value. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're probably, it's, it, because it's a simple story with a simple plot, if you like, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a whole array of, an array of different um, uh, business points per se, but, you know, it's a, it's a good one to have for a couple of good reasons, right? Yeah, well, um, there's one more I think that, I, that you can yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, what do you got? And, and that is, if you want to get the best out of people, if you want to get the best out of your people, sometimes you need to push them. Yeah, right. So just no, playing the nice guy yeah. doesn't always work. So sometimes you need to push your people to get the best results. And you do hear those stories of those taskmasters who really push people where they, they're totally frustrated by them, but at the same time, they look back on their career and think that's where I did some of my best work. I'm thinking yeah. of Steve Jobs, of course, uh, um, and the Apple Mac team all those people describe it the same way you know it was the most difficult period in their time and the most you know productive most uh, fulfilling you know all those sort of things because they were pushed to the limit i would say yeah he got them to do things that they didn't think were possible themselves yeah what was that one about the ipod i think we've told it on the on this uh, podcast before but the, the story where an engineer walks into Steve Jobs and shows him a prototype of the, the iPod, you know, the, the big one with the, the spinny wheel on it. And Jobs says, so is there any more space that we can take out of it to make it smaller? And the engineer says, no, it's impossible. Right? We've done everything to miniaturise all the components, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Jobs goes, no, you're sure. You know, really, no, the guy's like, no, it can't be done. He picks up the iPod and he plonks it into a fish tank in the room. And of course, bubbles come out of the iPod and he says, it's possible. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's, almost, it's almost the same structure as that story. Yeah. That little story I told, it's almost the same structure as this one here, right? The, no, it's, I can't do any better. I've done as much as you can. And then the little twist at the end, which uh, surprises you. So, shall we rate? Yeah, go for it. You give it a rating first. I love this. I'm going to give it a give it an eight. The an eight. It's the easy to use, clear point. Yeah, yeah. I'll give this one. I would give this one, uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Oh. It's a nine. 
I, I, I don't give many nines. I don't I only get a couple of nines in this in these podcasts so far. But I, you know, it's one I give it a nine because I know I use it, right? And um, and so that means it's it has some sort of impact. And uh, people remember it. Like I told it to uh, Sindon when she first started, so a bit over a year ago. And then when Callum started, um, Sindon was sitting next to him and says, so I want to share something with you about Henry Kissinger. And Sindon just laughed. She said, you told me that story a year ago. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's, it's memorable. I hope it's, uh, it's not one that uh, drives people crazy uh, if they start hearing it over and over again. I've got to make sure I tell it in private rather than, uh, you know, in the open. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, then, I think that's where we'll wrap things up. Anything else we need to cover, Mark? I think we're good. We'll be back next week. Back next week, yeah. Thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And we'll get back next week to bring you another episode of How to Put Stories to Work. Until then, be safe. <laughs>